Amen. And let us give a, a big clap of praise to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh, I'd like to uh, thank God for Brother Melissa. Yes. God bless you. I also don't remember your face. I know I was in Rukunjiri, Brother Benon invited me there years ago. We had good, great meetings there. There's also our brother Vistig here with us. Uh, because it's my first time to see your face. I want to say you're welcome. Uh, feel at home. Uh, I bring greetings uh, to you from Evening Light Bright Tabernacle. Evening Light Bright. Evening Light Bright Tabernacle. Evening Light Bright Tabernacle. Yeah, we have just we have just been there this morning. Myself, the two daughters, brother Andrew, brother Luanga. And I always say Isaac squared. Isaac squared. So the two Isaacs. But Isaac, we've been there and it's been wonderful. And uh, Lord gave us a wonderful service. So receive their greetings. Ah. So for us, it's our second service. And I think I've loved the way they do it. And as we were coming, we were discussing with the brothers, shouldn't but be like this at all. Because to them, by 11, they are done. But they have to be early risers. <laughs> so, so if you cannot rise in the morning, you can't afford to do that. But I think it's something we should have a discussion on. Because when the service is very early in the morning, and you know, we our concentration is still up before the sun comes, and you know, <laughs> but uh, all in all, we want to thank God that uh, we are here this morning. Amen. You love the Lord? So don't worry, I'm tired today. I will not take you long. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. I'd like yeah. us to sing there is power, power, wonder-working power. Put it down a little bit. And I'd like you to dance. To sing. Clap your hands. Amen. Amen. Father Mitu, you're welcome back. There is power, power, wonder-working power in the blood. There is power. Oh, and the walking power in the most precious blood. Oh, even there is power. Power. Oh, power. And the walking power in the blood. Oh, the Lamb. There is power. Power.
I feel him in my heart. I feel him in my heart. I feel him in my feet. Stop the fit. I have him in my heart. Amen. And he is all over me. Can we do it one more time? Well, my God is not dead. I feel him in my feet. Come on. I have him in my heart. Amen. Go run. He is all over me. Amen. He is the Holy Ghost on fire. He's keeping me. Jesus keeping me. He is keeping me. He is the Holy Ghost on fire. Amen. Amen. We take the book of Judges, chapter 7. Judges, chapter 7. Judges is just right after Joshua. Judges chapter 7. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran and cried and fled. Amen. The Lord bless his word. You may have your seat. So I'm still continuing with uh, an earthen vessel. In earthen vessel. And this morning I'm speaking to you on a subject of a place appointed a man anointed. Now, 
And I request you to give me your undivided attention so that we can uh, see what the Holy Spirit has for us this morning. So, I'm speaking on a place appointed, a man anointed. God bless you. Now you got it. Amen. Did you get it, church? All right. I mean, some of you already receiving inspiration this morning. You know, whenever I hear someone saying, I'm going to preach on this, I begin swimming. I begin swimming. In, in rays of inspiration coming to me. Let it not be the preach on fire only. Let everybody be on fire. Whereby you can turn this place upside down. With the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we've been talking about Gideon. And last time we were talking about how he was weak and, and feeble. And how he was fearful. And how he was hiding. But yet in him was a treasure. And that treasure was hidden in his vessel. His vessel of grace. And we've been looking at how God does not uh, keep his uh, treasures in a vessel of, of, uh, of, of metal or in a vessel of something like like aluminium or something like that. Because his confidence is not in the vessel where he is keeping the treasure. But his confidence is in the treasure itself. So the, the treasure of God is not the flesh, your flesh. The treasure of God is what he has deposited in you. And what he has deposited in you is the word of God. And that word of God is a light that is shining in your life. And the, the more it shines, it goes on growing bigger and bigger and bigger. The, the more you hear the word, the more light strikes you. And, and the more it becomes bigger and bigger. And you know that when the light strikes, there is one thing that happened. Darkness flees. Darkness and light cannot be in the same place at the same time. Amen. When, when light comes, darkness flees. And Jesus said, uh, rather God said in the beginning, let there be light. And when the light shone, darkness flees. And I want to say that when we hear the word of God in our life, darkness has to flee. You believe that church? Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. So you have to get out what is out of me this morning by saying amen. You help me preach this morning. So we can see what the Holy Spirit has for us. Now, whenever 
God sends a light, there is a man anointed to receive that light. And there is a place appointed for that light to be. What I'm saying is, you have your place in the body of Christ. And that place cannot be replaced by another. You know, People sometimes, why do we have a lot of fights and a lot of battles among people? Because people are afraid of others taking their place. People think that others will replace them. And that's why they keep fighting one another. You know, you find that if a man loves a woman, especially in Africa here where we have polygamy, you find that uh, uh, you know a man has more than one woman and you know polygamy is almost legally accepted in our country and, and so you will find that all these women will be fighting for their place in the heart of that man and in the same way even when a man is married even if he was not a polygamist women are usually jealousy even when they see him looking at a man, at another woman, oh, their heart will be hungry. Oh. And they will come to this man. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Because they're fighting for their place in the heart of this man. But I tell you what, if you know that your husband loves you, now to the married, if you know your husband loves you, even when he goes out in the morning, you are not afraid. Because you know, he chose me out of all the women in the world. And he saw many with before he saw me. He would have chosen them. But he chose me because I was the best out of all of them. So I am not afraid. I'm not afraid that he can replace me with that. And in the same, same way, when we come to the Lord, we shouldn't be afraid of anybody replacing us. The way God sees you, he chose you with, with all those inconsistencies. He chose you with all your weaknesses. He knew everything about you. But still, he chose you. And if he was to choose again, he would still choose you again. Why? Because you were in his mind before the foundation of the world. He did not choose you by accident. He chose you by election. He knew you before you knew him. And he thought of you before you thought of him. And he chose you. So there is no way he can unchoose you. Hallelujah. Amen. And there is a place anointed. A place appointed. For God to bless you. He wants to bless you there. So that he can use you. So that he can anoint you. And use you in a mighty way. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I want to look at verse uh, 
Psalms 105.13. When they went from one nation to another, from one kingdom to another, he suffered no man to do them wrong. Yeah, he reproved the kings for their sakes, saying, Dash not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. The bridge Praise the name of the Lord. Saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophecy. Did you hear that? Oh, glory to God. How many here are anointed with the message of the Spirit of God? Do I have anybody here who feels or believes that they are anointed? Well, I am one of them. Hallelujah. Amen. Can you sing that with me this morning? I am one of them. One of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I am one of them. One of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I want to tell you a secret. Whenever God anointed a man, He never wanted anybody to rebuke or touch that man. God always wants to correct His own. Just like children, parents who are here. How many of you would like somebody to spank your child? Truthfully speaking, many of you would not want that. Even when your child has done something wrong, you don't want anybody to touch your child. You want to be the one to spank your child, to spin your child, because you can't hurt him. But somebody else can hurt him in the process. And in the same way, God never wants his anointed. God never wants his prophets to be touched by anyone. Amen. You notice in the Bible, there was a man called Moses. And Moses had given one of the laws. No Israelite was supposed to marry out of Israel. Moses went and married an Ethiopian woman. A black woman. And he was supposed to be the prophet of God. And when his sister and the other prophets and other brothers try to touch him. Oh, God was angry with them. He said, who are you to do that? How come you do that? And, he, and, 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 and the, uh, you know, the sister of Moses became sick. And, and, and you know, 
they could not get any remedy unless the man of God prayed for them. And we've seen that over and over. You know, even at one place, one of the men of God lied. And, and you know, this man took the woman in, his, in the integrity of his heart without knowing what was wrong. And when God came down, he was going to kill the king. He said, how can you take the wife of my prophet? How dare you do that? How dare you do that? And he said, now restore the man his wife. I'll let him pray for you. And we find it over and over in scripture. Where Elisha, Elisha was walking on the road. And uh, you know these little children who were not taught well by their parents. And they came scorning and laughing at the man of God. Maybe they were laughing at his bold head. But you know how the children can be on the villages. You know? Maybe they were running, clapping their hands. And, and, and there were over 40 of them. And when he saw them doing that, he was grieved. And he, he said, let the sheep bears come and continue. That was not right. But God honored it. Why? Because he was a man anointed. And he was in his right place. Let me tell you, if you are a child of God, you are not a normal human being. If you're a child of God, you are anointed with a special anointing to defeat all the kingdom of darkness, to live in this world as a conqueror, and whatever you say, God will honor it. That is why the Bible tells us to avoid speaking idle words, to avoid jesting. You know, you speak words. Idle words. The Bible says we shall account for everyone. You, are, you know, like the Queen of England who died recently cannot just stand up and say anything. But she's the Queen. How words can put the whole world into war. Now, recently, when, when our son became the king, King Charles, you know, he was seated, you know, you know, he was signing all these papers which were declaring him as a king and giving him authority over the king. And maybe he was frustrated the loss of his mother or whatever it is. You know, he was just on the table. And he was, you know, signaling some of his people to come and create the table. He just did it like this. And then he told them, oh, sorry, move back. So these people went on the news. They put it all over. Uh, saying, you know, you know, I think it's this. I think it's that. I mean, this is a human being. Because he is a royal. Everything that goes in the, in the limelight. So we 
are not normal human beings. We are even above the royals of the world. Let us watch what we do. Let us watch what we speak. Because everything we speak, God will honor it. If you speak curses on yourself, God will honor it. If he says, I am very poor, God will honor it. If I'm finished, God will honor it. If I can't make it, God will honor it. That's why we should say positive things. I am rich. God will honor it. I'm going to make it. God will honor it. Why? You are a man anointed in your right place which was appointed by God. Our place is the place of the word. And the anointing is anointing of the word. And as long as we are right there, whatever we say, God will honor it. We had a minister on Friday, a brother who came to give us his testimony from Bukunja. He had a wonderful testimony. Those who missed it, you need to listen to it. We recorded it, but we didn't stream it, so we will put it on the WhatsApp group. Or we'll see if we can get a good uh, sound so we can also put it on the podcast. But he, he said sometimes you can even reach a moment as a son of God when you are not going to pray. But you just think. And things will happen. Amen. If I can do this, it's in your mind. Before you even begin to pray, God will let it be. We need to recognize our place. Gideon was just a weakling. He thought he was. Until God told him, Thou mighty man of valor, you are greater than you know. There's something in you as a son, daughter of God that you need realize. The day you come to that realization that God is not going to give you breakthroughs because of your abilities. Then, my brother, you will achieve a lot in this life. And, and, and really, this subject that I'm speaking on is something about our day-to-day living. Many of us as believers, we live defeated lives because of what we think of ourselves. You know, you always think low of yourself. Some people can't even serve God because they think low of themselves. But God is looking for a people that are not going to even think about themselves. But are going to look at the depths that God has placed in Praise the name of the Lord. Now let us follow this thought through. Let us look at uh, Judges 7 1. Praise the name of the Lord. Then Jerubal, who is Gideon, and all the people that were with him rose up early and pitched beside the well of Herod, so that the horse of the Midianites were on the north side of them by the hill of Moreh in the valley. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too far many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, "Mine own hand has done and has saved me." 
Awa yeru baberi, yeru babali, ye gidioni, naba ntubo na, abali na ye, nebagoroko kamu macha, nebasisira kuruzi karodi, noru sisira lwa midiani, luali kuruiru abwe, orobu chika, obwakono, mabali goru sozi mmore, mchuomvu, mkama na gamba gidioni, inti, abantu, abantu abali na we, bainze obunji, ninze okuwa abamidiani, mumukono guwabwe, israeli aleme, Okunenyu miridizako Ngayogeranti Mumukono guangenze Gwegundo kode How many times have you prayed for things And God never did them? Maybe it wasn't the place appointed And you were not yet anointed So here Israel was suffering At the hand of the Midianites for years And the angel of the Lord came one day And he sat On the log of a tree And he spoke to Gideon And said God is with you that man of valor. And this man at that time, he was hiding from the media. No, no, let me tell you, sometimes God he want, God wants to give us victory over our troubles, over our median. But sometimes it doesn't get to do it because of the place where we are. Because if he does it at that place, you will think it was your own strength. You will think it was your own energy. It was your ability. And now God blesses you in a place of weakness. Hmm. It is at a place of weakness of a man that God wants to anoint that man. Use that man and then receive his own glory. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we see here that these people, the Midianites were always fighting against Israel. And Gideon was so weak. But when the Lord came to him, he told him, look, I want you to go. And I've given the Midianites in your hand. Go and gather an army. Gather an army. You are going to attack Israel. Uh, you are going to attack Midian. And you will have given them in the hands. And so Gideon began, began to gather an army. He gathered his army. And finally, he gathered an army of hundreds. And when God saw him, he said these people, they are very many. Actually, there were 22,000 people. He said, God, these people are so many. For me to give the Midianites into their hands. I want this to sink deep. Listen. The moment you think that you are so holy God will make sure you don't defeat your enemy. The moment you think 
God will make sure you do not attain your goal. The moment you think you have accumulated a lot of wisdom and knowledge, God will prove to you it is nothing. And if you read this Bible very well, it has happened over and over again. God always confounds the wisdom of the wise. Am I preaching to someone here? God always confounds the wisdom of the wise. And here he told Gideon, thank you for the amen. But those people are sought for too many. Hallelujah. Amen. God is not in big crowds. Have you ever thought about that? God is never in big crowds. And then someone will say, hey, hey, Jesus had 5,000. Wait a moment. Those 5,000 were there for as long as the bread and the fish was there. But even when the fish and the bread was there, they could not stand the word. When Jesus began to open the scrolls, they said these things are so hard for us. How can he tell us to eat him and drink his blood? We have to leave. And they left. And they left. And they left. And the Bible says the end shall not come until there is a falling away fast. So don't fear if you hear some who say they have left the message. That has to happen first. This army cannot be a very, very huge army. It has to be the army of the minority. And then watch God move in the power of his resolution. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why all over the world you will find that the churches that teach the truth have very few people compared to others in their places. And I'm not saying we shouldn't have many people. But I'm saying that Many people is not the proof that we are preaching the truth. The Bible says that the way that leads to hell is being why and many findings. But the way that leads to heaven is narrow and few findings. Rather, don't look for the wide way. Look for the narrow way. Look for the narrow path. We are not preaching a gospel that pleases the majority. This gospel is supposed to preach to please the minority. Amen. The chosen few. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. Many are Christians, but few will walk in the precepts of the word of God. And we are determined, I am determined myself to be among the few. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm determined to be among the preachers that will preach the word without compromising. Hallelujah. Amen. 
Those who hate me, they go. And those who love me, they stay. And they don't love me because they love me, but they love me because they love the word. Those are the ones I want. Hallelujah. Amen. And every pastor that preaches the word truth, will hold that conviction. You know, you don't want people to love you because you're a superstar. Oh, pastor. I love the way you dress. That's why I come to the church. Whenever you dress that three piece. My God. I'm going to tell others this is my pastor. Pastor, you say I love our church. He is so beautiful with a lot of flowers. That's why I want to bring my friends. You know, our church has many people. I feel very good. That's why. You are the wrong place. Jesus yes. remained only with a few. Yes. Twelve. And even among the twelve, one of them was still uh, the devil himself. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday done for us. Where he is today, there will be a repeat of this. And God told Gideon, your, your arm is so big. Please cut it down. Let me tell you. We don't cut down our army by chasing our people. Shouldn't do that. By giving people wrong and bad attitude. That, we shouldn't do that. There is a God provided way of scaling down his army. And I will show you that. Verse 3, now therefore go to proclaim in the ears of the people saying, whosoever is fearful and afraid, let him return and depart early from, the, from Mount Gilead. And there returned of the people 20 and 2,000 and there remained 10,000. So there they were 32 at first, and then now they have scaled down 22 left. That's why you see in churches. Let me tell you. Every church grows over the years. But people will keep coming and people will keep going. And then you ask yourself, who chased them? And who kept those ones who stayed? Never feel on church at any time. Oh, some people are leaving. I think we have something wrong. No, that we need there, there, there are people who love to do that. And therefore, you know, make you know, puts them in that kind of uh, spiral. You know, uh, oh, I think there is something wrong with us. Uh, you know, maybe our music has a problem. Maybe what we are preaching, maybe the way we are preaching, maybe we preach for too long. Maybe. You know, let me tell you, these things could all be true. But the true seed of God will always stay. Like this from me. The true seed of God will always stay. The reason why they will stay is this. Where can we go? 
So where we can receive words of eternal life. The only reason why they will stay is because of the truth that is being preached. And here, 202,000 people left. And over the years that I've been preaching this message, not so many. An average 15 years. But I've noticed that, and you know, God has also allowed me to be in the beginning assemblies. I've never in all my life uh, uh, been or attended uh, a mega church. I've preached to some of them, but on occasion. All my life, I've dealt with small groups. Two, three, four, five, five six, But you know, you watch a church grow from 50 people, now you rather from two people, to three, to four. By the time you get 10 people, you have in and out, you have had about 50 people. <laughs> And all those take a piece of your life. As a minister. Because you labor with each of them. You pray with each of them. You preach to them. You, you pray with them. You cry with them. And only for them to leave. And then out of 50, you get 10. And then you go to another 50. So out of 100, you get 20. Out of, out of, out of uh, 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 200, you get 40. And that's how it has always been. As long as you preach the truth. But if you preach a collective gospel, you will always receive a multitude. But let me, let me tell you, brother, sister, we are not called to preach a collective gospel. We are here on real deal. We are searching for the elect of God. And me, there is a way God made me. For as long as there is something in that person that wants to hear. I will give the last drop of my soul for them to see the truth. Hallelujah. Amen. There is always a chance until the chance is not there. Let me tell you that. The very last person that was saved when Jesus was on earth. Oh, I should say the very first one. When Jesus died on the cross. He died on the very last minute. He was saved in the last, very last minute. Imagine there were many people who were in paradise for years and years and years. Years and years. And they were all waiting for the Messiah to come and redeem them. Because there was a prophecy that the Messiah will come and he will take them all out of the grave. Just like we have a promise also that our Christ Jesus is going to come and he will take us out of the grave. My brother die with Jesus. If, even if you are buried in Jesus, let me tell you, the grave will not hold you. You. Amen. Even when they put you under the grave, one day, when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound, hallelujah, 
You will hear that sound. And you will put on that body. Amen. And you will come out of that grave. And you will meet together with the others. That is the promise of God. And on the very last minute, this man on the cross, he received salvation. What if Jesus was bitter? What if he was sad? I don't even want to preach anymore. I no longer want to preach it. How can the Father let me suffer like this? How can I go through this? That I was dying for them. I am sad now. I am angry. That soul would have been lost. Even at that very moment, these were two thieves. Very bad men. That one of them started even to laugh at Jesus. <laughs> save yourself and then save us. <laughs> if you are the who you say you are. Jesus would say, so they are all the same. You are all going to be here. <laughs> he never said that. But Jesus, Jesus. The Bible says he was full of grace. <laughs> And full of truth. Oh, hallelujah. Some believers are so full of truth that they have no grace at all. Jesus was full of grace and truth. That he saw this man and he did not comment. Because Jesus was full of grace. This man was touched. And he said. To the other man. Don't you fear God. How can you speak something like that. About the man who has died. For no reason. Don't you fear God. At least for us, we have done what we have been killed for. But for him, he is innocent. Said, woman, master, my Lord, when you die and you get there, please remember me. There are many souls who want God to remember them. But they don't know how. Show them grace. Be there, Jesus. Let that light in your soul. Redeem them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that moment, Jesus told the thing, you will be in paradise with me. Today. Hallelujah. Amen. In less than 24 hours, the man was in paradise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Don't you love the message which can save a man in less than 24 hours? 
Hallelujah. Amen. And Jesus yes. kept his appointment. He went to hell. And he met this man. And the man told the people, He is the one I met on the cross. Amen. Don't you think you are holy, brother? Don't you even think you are better than others? No. I think some people have had a wrong approach to this message. They thought by the virtue of the fact that they attend or believe the message, they are better than others. No, you are still a sinner like them. You are still even worse than them. But here is what you have. The treasure in earthen vessels. And that treasure is what anoints you. Hallelujah. And if you can take your place that is appointed by God, then you are going to bring many souls into the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You will have so much zeal that God will tell you scale it down. <laughs> Gideon, oh, Gideon had so much serious uh, when the angel met him and he told him God is with you and he told him God is going to give you the Midianites in your hand I am weak I have no, 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 no. there is this treasure you have God is with you Christ in you the hope of your glory hallelujah Amen. and when Gideon realized that he must have jumped up he immediately went out Amen. where is Isaac Isaac to recruitment <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. You know, Isaac is in recruitment. Isaac, uh, you know, he went out to a recruiter of a great army, which is going to pull down the stronghold of the Midianites. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know what? He was so much that God told him this army is so big. This sum is so big. Please get it down. Because if you go to fight with this, you will think it was by yourself. To God will Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. God will allow you to have weaknesses. Amen. Does someone understand what I'm saying? Sometimes you say, God. When he serves us, why doesn't he take this? So we can live like angels. God doesn't do that. Because he doesn't want you to get your glory. God will allow you to be weak. To be tempted. To be, to be lustful sometimes. God will allow you. Sometimes to be tempted with money. God will allow you. To like the things of the world. And then you feel like oh. oh. And then. At the end of the day, you will say, I'm a sinner. I can't even serve God for sure. 
I can't do nothing. Now let us begin. Amen. That's how you are. Why to body? Now let us begin. And then God will come and begin to say, Oh man of valor, I'm going to use you. You will say, God, no, 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 not me. God will say, No, you, 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 Yes. Yeah. With all your insufficiencies. Scale down the army. That's why you have all those weaknesses. And then at the end of the day, what God does, He takes you and scales you down. And then the army becomes very small. The lesser you become, the more happy God is. The lesser you become, the greater he will use you. Praise the Lord. And so we go to verse 4. He told him, tell all the fearful to go away. Tell all those who are afraid to go away. And how many people left? 22,000. Why do people sometimes? Why do people sometimes leave the message? Fear. They are afraid. But yeah. How can I live a Christian life? As a younger man, how can I live without fornication? How can I live without cheating? How can I live in this when I am when I'm not uh, 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 you know doing witchcraft? How can I live like that? They are afraid. They are afraid. Because they think they can't do it. The task is so great. That's when God says, let them go away. So I ask you, are you afraid? Are you fearful? How can I overcome? Ah, this thing. My great-grandfather had it. My grandfather had it. Me, I have it. My father had it. Uh, mm. Pastor, I love this message. But it is a hard thing for me. Let me go. Where it is a bit better. And they will leave. They are fearful. But they are afraid. But a true seed of God. A true soldier. Will not be fearful. Why? It's not in yourself. It is in the light that is in you. It is in that treasure. This is just a vessel. An earthen vessel. It's a pot of clay. But a victory is inside. 
You know, I always sing that song. Victory belongs to Jesus. Victory belongs to you. Who can stand against the king? No one can. No one. You see, it's not who can stand against me. That victory belongs to me. Many people have a lot of I, I, I. I did that. I did that. I did that. And I did that. That means they did nothing. If you want God to use you, you would have let the eyes die. Without you, God can accomplish a lot. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Without you. Without you. Did you hear me? 22,000 people. We have a, 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 a proverb in Luganda. Which says, Luganda, those that are together, they can bite the meat. But the church which had 32,000 people, 22,000 have left. Is that church not really broken down? It is a broken down church. And those ones will go enjoy it. Ah, it is, we have left it down. Let us also do something here and we start our own church. Uh, that one is falling. We had the many, they had a few. People always look at it that way. God doesn't look at numbers. God looks at the weakness and the ability to accept that weakness. Because if you can accept your weakness, you can accept his power and his strength. And so there remained only. 20, uh, only 10,000. And now, that, as if that is not enough. Something else happened. Verse 4. And the Lord said unto Gideon, the people are yet too many. Bring them down unto the water. And I will try them for thee there. And it shall be that of whom I say unto thee, this shall go with thee, the same shall go with thee. And of whomsoever I say unto thee, this shall not go with thee, the same shall not go. If you are following, say amen. Verse 5. So he brought down the people unto the water. And the Lord said unto Gideon. Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue. That a dog lappeth. Him shalt thou set by himself. Likewise everyone that boweth down upon his knees to drink. And the number of them that lapped putting their head to their mouth were 300 men. But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to drink water. And the Lord said unto Gideon, by 300 men, 
the loved I will save you. Makama katona na gamba gidioni inti. And I'll deliver the Midianites into thine hand and let all the people, the other people go every other man, every man unto his place. The second phase. God told them. Take these men down to the brook. I'm going to tell you what to do. Praise the Lord. Now, I want you to see what they call election. Being elected. This thing, there was no Gideon's mentality. There was no Gideon's strength. This thing was prepared by God even before the foundations of the world. Because he told him, take these people and to the brook. I will tell you what is next. Then they went to the brook. How many? 10,000. The church is still big. When they pray, even cockroaches run away. Do you know what it feels when you are in a congregation of 10,000 people? Hmm. If this is the only church where you fellowship and you have never gone to such a big church, you don't know what it means. Yeah, it is beautiful. Hmm. Tell your neighbor it is good. It is true. Praise them for this praise. Until when people say your pastor is a false preacher and you say, mm. if it is not the truth, then there is not truth. What they say, the people is really magnified. How can you say there is none? What you mean, brother? Uh, then there is no truth anyway. Because they were lying. They thought the multitude is where God is. God is not in the multitudes. God wants to save you. In your meaning. His power is manifested in the small weak things. Hallelujah. Amen. It is not the power of your business. It is not the, the, the fame of your business. It is, is it goodwill? When you are advertising your business, you can rent a place because somebody was working from there and then say my shop I'm going to sell it to goodwill five million but what is goodwill air empty air because the, the, the shop has been there for ages and everybody knows it and it has a mighty name and the place works God will not save you by goodwill. God will not save you because of mighty capital. Things will not work out because you're booming. 
But it will work because you have a mighty God. No matter you are on which level. You might even not be so educated. You may not be even better trained. You might be. Your job is very despised. But God is always in the despised. We can get the dispensary and make something mighty out of it. And in this church, as I speak, I'm seeing mighty men and women. Mighty women and mighty men. Just said, It is a matter of time. Wait and see. Hallelujah. Amen. I know, I know what I've talking about and I know it. Does anybody understand it? As long as we are preaching the true message, this message is able to take weaklings. This message is, is able to take weak men and women, little lads, and make powerful men and women out of them. Hallelujah. Amen. Both spiritually and physically. I don't believe in my God making me spiritually powerful and physically and financially very weak. Brother, we have a powerful message. A powerful you can't even afford a border border. Someone will look at you and say, Before I see that God. I want you to first see him. When you see him, come and remain. Yes, sir. Praise the name of the Lord. People who even fear to go up and apply for jobs in big companies. Me. Let me tell you, God doesn't only want you to apply in a big company. God wants you to own those big companies. I'll, I'll give you here something. If we are going to be kings and priests, we already are. If we are going to subdue the earth, and, and manifest the third pool. It already is now. Before it is then. It is now. That's why we believe in divine healing. We believe in miracle signs. Manifestation of God. We don't have a dead something. This not a dead religion. We believe in a living, powerful, dynamic God. Amen. Whatever you will do then, He can do now. If we are talking about the third pool, we should not push it ahead. You said it was in Brother Badam's life. And he said, it will come again. Brother, it will come again. All those days, when the spirits come, the third pool will manifest in the ground. It's a good theology. But Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. I believe that. But I also believe that can be here. Now. You believe that church? 
Praise the name of the Lord. So our God Katunda is able to make great men out of you who are very weak and very feeble. He, love, he loves simplicity and he takes that simplicity and he uses it in major, major ways. The moment you begin to think I'm something, God will show you you are nothing. You remember the king who even went and began eating grass like a dog, like, a, like any animal. God wanted to show him you are nothing. And if you can accept that, you will save yourself a lot of trouble. Humble yourself and accept that in you is nothing. God wants to use uh, to use you for something. And uh, ten thousand people, which apparently was a very huge church. Do you know how many left? Nine thousand seven hundred. Those people who love telling, telling. You know what happened in DVF? The whole church fell down. You know the remaining people. Even the 10,000 which was remaining. Now they have only 300 people. The 9,970 have gone. But the kids are you are an evangelist, you know. When you go to preach in a church, a Pentecostal church, and they believe the message, or maybe the pastor accepts it, and he presents it to the people, very many will leave. And few usually remain. That's how God works. Because the truth is not loved by the majority. The, the majority hate the truth. But the minority love the truth. Because many are called. Few are chosen. God wants to use you. The better reason why he wants to use you, brother, because of your weakness. So I want to take this weak thing and take it among a weak and show the weak things of the world that they can be For God to save the world, he had to become weak. Just like the rest of the world. He put on a body of flesh and he came among us. And that made him like one of us. It made him weak. Tempted. Fearful. You remember when he was on the cross? And even before he went to the cross, he was praying. He said, Father, I wish this cup take it away. He too feared. He was afraid. But he was weak. Feeble. Like the rest of us. Hope that you're taking something to your heart. And only 300 remain. And these people, election, how were they chosen? It wasn't the pastor saying, you leave my church. You leave. Now I don't believe in excommunicating just like that. 
I believe people excommunicate themselves. They do. Whoever is not meant to be here will not be here. But my work as a preacher is to pull as many as I can pull. I'll keep pulling. I'll keep pulling as they pull themselves away. And those who will remain will remain. But those who have pulled themselves will go. But the work of the ministry is to pull the dying. Pull them. Because here is salvation. Here is life. Hallelujah. And, and, and how many people left? 9,700. Think about it. 9,700. Yes. And I believe Gideon might have been discouraged. I'm trying to build. God is breaking. He told me to go with an army. I've raised an army of 32. God must broke away the 22. Now it's breaking away the 9,0. It doesn't matter how much you have. It doesn't matter how much you think you are. Oh, as we say, you're one. Please hear me. It's about the plan of God for your life. God had planned for Gideon to give him the Midianites. But God wanted to take the glory. Because if Gideon had done it the way of 32,000, he would say, boys, you have really made it. We have done it. We have put down the Midianites. But God, do you know how, the Midian, how many of the Midians were? The Bible says they were like the sand of the sea. Like grasshoppers. So many that when they came in the valley, they, they were like grasshoppers. Have you ever seen a swarm of grasshoppers? So much. But God doesn't look at how great your enemy is. It's not how much your enemy is. It's how mighty. That God of, of, of yours is. 300. And he said, I'll save you by those. Go. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's not by power. Let us read. Let us read Zechariah, and I think I'll finish this message on Wednesday. So I've not reached my climax. I just want to cut it because uh, I'm wearing the flesh, and also I'd like you to get everything fully well. So let us read Zechariah 4 6. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. 
nga chokeranti sirwa manyi sirwa boyinza na irwa moyo kwange wakugira mukama weje Romans 9:16 so then it is not of him that willeth nor of him that runneth but of god that showeth mercy abarumya gamandi seo yo ayagala so yaduke nyo wabula katonda asasira have you heard that tolide i want to do it jagala chikona i can do it nchobola i'm a Oh, you will do yeah. And often you find that the men or women that God uses, they are the ones who try to run away from the job. They are trying to fear. Oh, who am I? What can I do? God is interested in you. Once you are anointed and you are in the place appointed, watch what God will do. It's not him that run it or will it. So yaduka who God has showed mercy. How many has God showed mercy? God has showed us mercy. And that's why we believe this preaching. And let us stand and sing that song. Echisa chadamu ne chuandi kabuja obramu wa. Masi, we wrote my life. Masi, we wrote my life, and I. Fallen, my soul cast down, but mercy rewrote my life. Think about it. Oh, God's mercy rewrote my life. about that mercy rewrote my life God's mercy rewrote my life and I should have fallen
I would like you to go to prayer now to think about his mercy think about his love and think about his goodness God is not going to save you with your abilities we as believers need to learn to cast down all our abilities and look at his grace and what he can do for us even when we think we have or can do something let us look at it as nothing we should learn how to yield ourselves yield ourselves to his will yield ourselves to his word and his ways and understand it's by mercy not of him that willeth or runneth but him that God show his mercy thank you for your mercy Lord surely it is by your mercy that we can stand without it Lord we are lost without it we are lost Lord Jesus We are going to begin another week now but I would like to have you before you go to start the, your activities this week I'd like you to really go before the Lord boldly let us do this sincerely